Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Easy Sports Podcast. It is... I have no idea. May 2nd. Yeah. Thursday, May 2nd. Thank you. Also, Maya, you're not listening, but happy birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday to Maya. Yeah. We love Maya. She's the best. We do love Maya. She's she's an interesting person, but also (laughs) a great sister. Yeah. Um, I don't think... So, you exposed your, like, best friend in the whole world to what it's like to spend a night within my house <laughs> I did, yeah. with all my friends yeah. and it and then i apologized profusely right well i mean i want your fault for bringing her here i'm it was it was on her okay so backstory for one of her classes she needed to record a podcast that was one of their projects so i was like hey ali you know who has a podcast <laughs> So she asked if um, she could use our equipment. Zach's house obviously asked him because, I mean, I'm not going to care. So she comes over here, brings her two friends, who she barely knows, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, but the people from her class. And, you know, they were like, oh, he's pretty cool, whatever. They leave. And then it's like the chaos just descends upon her. We were were nice for the guests that Allie barely knew. Right. And like very uh and also that one girl who we ta'd for right and very very like calm and put together sure but then (laughs) then they left (laughs) and it was like every bit that's in this house not every bit there's way too many there's so many the two biggest ones i would argue two of them yeah I, i i would say they're the two biggest because they evoke such an intense reaction you know they go on the longest i guess i'd say collectively they involve the most people in the house right so that's why i say the biggest right right so she was exposed to the two like biggest bits and she was like in stitches like we left and she was like okay i see why you spent so much time here because that was really funny but also like they're crazy yeah yeah no there there's definitely an element to our house where it's like all right that's a lot of fun okay these people are fucking insane right but that's the experience right that's that's (laughs) part it's part of the ride like you don't you know, you don't come in here and expect it to be super tame. And if Not you at d- all. And if you do, whew. boy, do we have a show for you. <laughs> You're in for a ride. Yeah, honestly. Um, it, yeah, it is. It's absolutely. Hilarious. I love those bits. Yeah. We have one bit where like we all turn into like <laughs> trashy Bostonians and oh just scream God. at each other in horrible east coast accents i said like what about ma and they just unloaded on me for like at least five minutes of like you can't say ma's name yeah (laughs) it's somehow i don't know i really couldn't tell you where the backstory doesn't make sense no nothing there where it started the context doesn't make sense we have no idea we really i really couldn't if you asked me gun to my head i couldn't pinpoint down where that started like I, I know where the mint julep bit started. Sure. Yeah. For That's sure. the other one. Because that where was just Where everyone funny. turns really Southern. Real Southern. And then... In this heat, no less. In this heat, no less. <laughs> and we talk about mint juleps and how great they are. Um, Clutching your pearls, like the yeah. whole nine yards. And like we... I, it's so bad. It's so stupid. But it, it it's a lot of fun. Um. Anyway... <laughs> What? I dropped my ring. Stop. All right, and we're back. <laughs> ring Sorry. and all. 
I was really scared. There's like a weird grate on your floor. I got really scared that it fell down there. It's not a sewer. It wasn't going to like fall into an what unreachable it, place. What if it went to a vent? How am I going to get it then? Uh, all right. Yeah, that's See? fair. Yeah, that is fair. I, Plus, mm. I just got this ring. I Like I, just got it like not even a week ago. All right, fair. I'm not, I'm not arguing it. I, I, you looked at me like I was so crazy. Well, you were like, uh, like okay. No, because I like look over and you hadn't told me anything. Like you hadn't said, I, I can't find my ring. So I like looked over and it's just you <laughs> turning your flashlight <laughs> on and off and like pointing it at my curtains and at the at floor. At your curtains. Well, like pretty much. <laughs> um, no, it was um and like at the floor and like around my desk and i'm like what is she doing <laughs> what could you possibly be looking for i heard just the clatter and i was oh man yeah yeah that's fair i yeah. i twiddle with my jewelry when i'm nervous and i always get nervous before the show okay i'm not arguing i mean I was just <laughs> you still look at me like i'm so dumb i was just very confused All as right. to what was happening um our first story mm-hmm is Noah Syndergaard, who yeah, I'm gonna preface by just saying the dude's a stud. Yeah, I like, mean, I don't absolute. think that's disputable. He he is unreal, and I also found out he's up for a big payday because he's still only making six hundred and five thousand dollars a year. What with the Mets? So what Syndergaard is that a is, real number? He's gonna be up for a huge payday. Six hundred grand for him? Yeah. What? Yeah, I know, I know. It, it, it is gonna be, it's it's gonna be a enormous payday for him. Compare that to Jacob Degrom, who's at seven million. So, I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> That's I mean, it's, crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think he's still under his uh, rookie contract. So, how? Because he's, he's been in the majors for a hot minute. Four years. Yeah, it's six. They're like typically six year deals. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's crazy to me. Right. So, anyway, would you like to break down the historic thing that he did the other day? So, he got, what was it, 10 strikeouts, I want to say, and a home run. So, yeah. they call it a true win because he got 10 strikeouts and a shutout, complete game shutout, and they won one nothing. Right. So, he was the only run they scored. And yep. shut down their um, the opposing team's entire offense. It was the Reds, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the Reds. So um, this guy from ESPN, Sam Miller, writes that his friend Russ calls it a true win because he's the only reason they won. I mean, quite literally, there's no, there isn't a story that I can think of more that embodies the Mets right. as a whole. Where it's like, yeah, your pitcher did everything. He had to be your offense, too, yeah. for you to win a game. Well, like, it's like, it's so historic. It's not the first time it's been done, I don't think. But hasn't it, been done since 1983. Right. So it's been a while, It's obviously, been a while. Because this is such an incredible feat. And I don't know. This guy just blows my mind. Yeah. Mets I, pitching blows my mind. And the fact that they're still so bad. They don't have any run support. There's no such thing as run support for the Mets. It's just, it's really sad. I mean, it is, but, you know, it gives their pitchers a great time to shine. (laughs) Sure, but like DeGrom last year, my heart broke for that man. You know, he could have been, I mean, it... It was what? He could have been 30 and 0. 30 and 0. If he on had like four runs. Any other team, basically. Right. If he had four runs of run support in each one of his starts, he would have been 30 and 0. 
And it was like, even if he had just had one run, he still would have been like 15 and whatever. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It, it, ah, uh, that is, that's gotta be just so frustrating for him. <laughs> but anyway, and I shouldn't have said the other day because it happened like four hours ago mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so. Was it? I thought it was. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I thought it was earlier today. It was um, earlier today. Yeah. So. Wow. He's, he's a monster. Um, he only allowed four hits in that game today. That's incredible. So, mm, wow. No Syndergaard. Um, the next thing that I also want to talk about, completely different sport, like <laughs> yeah. not even remotely the same topic, Okay, um, is the Cleveland Browns. This, the, is, this is weird to me. Is it really? Yeah. That we're talking about the Browns or that we're going to be optimistic or I'm going to be optimistic about the Browns. Um, Both. One, that there's optimism surrounding this um, organization. And two, that it is May mm-hmm. and we're talking about the Browns, which right. for the last few years has been the least interesting team in football other than like, oh, yeah. Browns. Well, <laughs> I, I, all right. I would disagree with that. I think they've been a very interesting team in football just because they've been an utter shit show. Okay. Than least successful, I guess. Successful's a good word. Um, but anyway, they there's been a lot of talk about where they're going to finish in their division um, and things of that nature. All a surprising amount of people it, still don't have them as favorites to win the division. They they have the Browns record projected at nine and seven, and they have the Steelers pr- record projected at ten and six. And so, I think okay. Growing up from Kansas City. Sure. Terrible sports town for a while. Sure, yeah. Now, much better. Much more interesting. Mm -hmm. For a while, wasn't the best place to be. So, from that perspective, I get that. You don't ever trust your team to be good. Because they've kicked you in the goddamn mouth so many times. You've lost so many teeth. That's that fair. You're just like, you know what? They're always going to be bad. I don't care who they've got. (laughs) They're going to be bad. That's kind of how I am with the Lions. I'm like, I don't believe it. Yeah. Like we could start five and zero. I'm like, nah. Nope. Absolutely we'll lose not. Out. There's the no Royals could have, like, not lost a game in April, and I would have mm-hmm. been like, we're gonna be trash. Right. I. And, but here's here's where I sort of am coming from in this. I'm very excited for this team. I don't get me wrong. I get where the apprehension sort of comes from, because they have a new Fred, uh, head coach in Freddie Kitchens who has never been a coordinator in the NFL, has never had a ho- head coaching job in college or the NFL. So he's... Whoa, I didn't know that. Jumping feet first. Like, hasn't hasn't been a coordinator, hasn't been a head coach. It is just... It just... It didn't happen, I guess. But now he is the head coach. This whole organization, their successes, their failures, their shortcomings, their, their success, like everything... Yeah. I said success twice because I doubled down. <laughs> I was going to um, let it go. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it's all him. It's all him. He's the guy. There's no other blame to be passed around. You don't have anybody else in that room that people are going to look to before you and blame. Sure. Because you're the head coach. And so. Well, that's my, the other thing. It's it's no matter how much talent you have on that team, you don't trust this guy yet. Sure. I mean, Baker, was, they were a lot more successful when he was at the helm. He sort of let Baker play his kind of style that he likes to play. A little bit of running gun, a lot of fun, a lot of energy. Hugh Jackson really didn't bring that to the table when he was head coach for the Browns. Um, <laughs> no, he did not. But on paper, 
So let's put that bias aside. Let's say the energy carries over from last season. They play well like they did when Freddie Kitchens took over as the interim head coach midway okay. through last year. On this roster, just on the offensive side of the ball, you got Baker Mayfield at QB, who is awesome. Very accurate passer. Incredibly athletic player. And I'm, he is a natural-born leader. Genuinely. Yeah, I mean, he's a leader. Yeah, as annoying as he is. I think that that's fair to say. I don't see. That's the thing. I don't find him annoying. I just see him as like, he's a leader. He gets his guys up. They come to play when Baker is at the helm of a team. Sure. I mean, it's just like, how many times we talked about this? Different personalities. It's not your style. Yeah. Just not my style. But um, like I said, you can't argue that dude's not a leader for his team. He is a guy that I would want to follow. Like, yeah, I would, and I think if that's I was totally on a team, too. If I was looking for a place to sign, I would say, yeah, I'll follow that dude. I would love for that dude to be my quarterback. Um, they just added in the offseason, they added Kareem Hunt at running back. Mm. He's in controversy aside. I, I See, that's interesting because I don't think you can do controversy aside with the NFL anymore. I, I know, but, and we've discussed it. But if you're just looking at If we're stats, just looking sure. at Kareem Hunt, the player incredibly talented back they also have duke johnson and nick chubb in the backfield they are very talented backs as well um then at wide receiver you have antonio callaway you have jarvis landry and you have now odell beckham jr right you have playmakers all around yeah they are i mean that's a solid lineup right there's really no reason that this shouldn't work from just by looking at the offense, just going through it and going, yeah, these are all phenomenal, pretty phenomenal players. This should work. Yeah, I like That's fair. genuinely give it, give them any on other paper. coach on paper, right? But this is the Browns. <laughs> but this is the Browns, which no, is where I, this doubt starts to set in. Uh, I actually think they're going to do well. I don't know about winning the division, um, but I think they'll definitely do well. I, I am very tempted to flip them in Pittsburgh and have Pittsburgh go nine and seven and Cleveland go 10 and six and win the division. That's where my heart goes just because (laughs) I think they're going to come out. It's a young team. It's a young core. They're going to come out with a lot of fire this year. Sure. And a lot of motive, a lot to prove, a lot to prove because when we're sitting here analyzing this going, yeah, they have all the talent in the world. There's no reason they shouldn't be good. You got haters like me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. And the only excuse you can come up with is potentially their head coach. Yeah. And honestly, like, if you're looking at this logically, that's a great position to be in. Right. If you're a team where, like, the only excuse for you not doing well is, like, your head coach is new. Like, it's not even that he's bad. It's that you just don't know him yet. Do you, would you say that it's easier to find a good head coach or a great head coach or great players? I would say, ooh. Because I'd almost be tempted to argue that it's harder to, to find, find a, good a coach. great head coach. Yeah, I agree. Because I was thinking I was immediately going to be like, yeah, I mean, you see good head coaches everywhere. And then I was like, wait, what are you thinking? Of course you don't. Right. There's a reason we have, when you say good head, co- or great head coach, you automatically have names that pop into your head. Right. Sean McVay, Bill Belichick. Sure. Sean Payton. Sure. Three names that came to my head right. immediately. You automatically have those thoughts. You're not thinking of every single coach and like going through like, oh, are they good? Whatever. But like if you have players there's talent everywhere in the nfl right you can find great playmakers everywhere in the nfl there are those certain talents of course there that are. are you're not going to find an odell beckham jr everywhere right. of course not you're not going to find a patrick Mahomes everywhere of course you aren't but you can find the pieces that are going to make that team work and be successful right and so i think for this browns team they have all the pieces yeah i'm with you on it, that 
everything is there. If Freddie Kitchens can come out and he can continue to just allow less so I'm less thinking he needs to be an innovator like Sean McVay. He doesn't even need to be great. Right. He just needs to be like functional. <laughs> right. Well, cause like Sean McVay came in and he had all these wild schemes and all these new ideas and was fresh and changing things up. I don't think Freddie Kitchens needs to do that. No. All he needs to do is come in and give his players the basic foundation and they will do the legwork. See, and I think even I think even less than that. I think he just needs needs to give these guys the opportunity to show what they've got. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And obviously there's a ton that goes into that of making that work, the logistical end of things. But if you give these guys the opportunity, they're going to make it happen for you. This is going to be a fun team. I will be watching this team every single Sunday. Yeah. I, I mean, will not miss a game. Sure. Because this is... It, talent, or all records aside, no matter how they do... If you just look down this roster, there's a lot of personality on this team. Baker's a huge personality. OBJ, huge personality. Jarvis Landry, huge personality. That is, I mean, just the egos in the locker room. It's an intriguing story. Like, It's so exciting. It's definitely an interesting story. Yeah. yeah. And, and it'll be interesting to see how they all work together. Um, I honestly think, like, I've also heard some people saying, like, they don't think that those personalities are going to work together well. I think they will, just because you've got this common goal of, can we please bring some life back to this organization? Right. I think it'll work well just because of that. Well, and I think a lot of people, because people call it the diva core, like, for wide receivers. Sure. I think a lot of people forget, because there's been speculate, oh, well, Landry and OBJ are going to be clashing all the time, blah, blah, blah. They were really good friends at LSU. Right. They played together. They trained together. They made each other better. And also, we don't know. Right. And <laughs> we have no idea. You can't look at these two guys and be like, yeah, they're going to hate each other. What? Because they're good? You yeah. don't know at all these guys and their connections that they've made. You don't know at all how that works. Well, it's such an just uneducated opinion because right. if you do the slightest amount of digging on who they are, you realize that there's a relationship here before the pros. Right. There's a relationship here in college that developed and got really strong as they were both pushing towards a common goal. Right. And I just think the point I'm trying to make is like as much as we know about these guys, there's so much that we don't know. Right. I mean, I think like the example I'm thinking of is um, what's that guy's name? Schuster. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And um, and Tony Brown. And everybody was like, wow, he's an ass for Brown. Yeah. Yeah. He's an ass. That's what I meant. But like. Juju came off looking like a really good guy, like genuinely just trying to improve his game, whatever. I hadn't thought of Antonio Brown as like a huge jerk before, but you know what I mean? See, see, that would be where we're different. But because I hadn't right. heard about him that much. Right. Right. But for the, like some people like me, I was like, oh yeah, he's just a run of the mill guy because I don't know anything deeper about him. So as much yeah. as we know about these guys, like quote unquote, we don't know. See, none of the Antonio Brown being petty with Juju on Twitter surprised me at all just because of the way like i've you see him handle interviews and you see him how he handles his online presence and mm-hmm. the the horrible gold mustache that he had listen oh. listen the most i had seen of antonio brown was when he was on the mass singer oh no I'm not. i didn't know a lot about oh him. jesus christ and he seemed like an all right guy on the mass singer he was a bad singer but he seemed okay oh <laughs> For those of you who can't see Zach, he's got his head in his hands right now. He's so disappointed. Oh, wow. I'm Just visibly upset with me. 
Yikes. Um, I, I didn't follow football that much. You knew this going into this friendship. <laughs> Don't um, act like this is a surprise. I, I'm floored. Um, <laughs> I do a last question before okay. we head into break. Okay. Circle back to the Browns. What is the ceiling? Where, where, if all falls well, all the chips like are on the table and everything goes their way, what is the ceiling for this team? I think that their fan base and I will be happy with a playoffs appearance. Yeah. I but don't is, think but that... It, no, but is that the ceiling? Is that as I far as this as, team's capable of going? I don't think that's as far as this team is capable because I'm a very big believer in any given team on any given day can do something special. Sure. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think that there's a way for me to be like, this is as far as they're going to go. And I can say that with full Well, certainty. it's not about the best team it's about who got off the bus that day and plays the best that day exactly right yeah so that's why I, I don't know i don't think i can look at that and say like there's a ceiling there do i think this team's going to the super bowl i'm gonna say it no i don't well, i mean but but you can say there's a ceiling for their season you can look at their season and say all right at best you're getting a wild card appearance at okay best. what do you think because i disagree with that statement just fundamentally but i i think this team I think the ceiling for this year is a playoff appearance. Okay. I don't think they'll win. I, I think the absolute ceiling would be winning their division, getting into the playoffs, and making an appearance there. Just because I don't see... There is an element to me that's like looking down the list and looking at guys who have been in the position before. I don't see a whole lot of guys on this list who have been in the position of being in the playoffs before. Can I just ask one quick question? Yeah. What if they won? That'd what be, if they won everything? Uh, that would be one of the most incredible turnarounds in sports history. I'd be here for it. I mean, that's that's a phenomenal. Like you're talking about a team that God tier went zero and sixteen, and then a couple of years later is coming back and winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, that is unreal. Yeah. So yes, if they came back and won it all, absolutely incredible. Um, also, if you're finished with the Browns, um, one thing I forgot to mention earlier, uh, Steven Strasburg has uh, just become the pitcher who has reached 1,500 strikeouts the most quickly. So fewest Steven Strasburg or Noah Syndergaard? Steven Strasburg. Oh, okay. We're just going back to incredible pitching feats of the day because uh, this just happened today too. 1,500 strikeouts um, in the fewest innings pitched, and it was against the St. Louis Cardinals today. Wow. He got opposing pitcher Dakota Hudson looking in the fifth inning. For his eighth strikeout of the game in the fifth inning. Wow. And then 1,500 of his career. So that's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's really impressive. Um, Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being that good at pitching? Yeah. Yeah, no, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that being said, we're going to head into the break. When we come back, we are going to talk all about how happy we are <laughs> that DeAndre Ayton got to play when he was getting paid $10,000 a month from Sean Miller. Makes us so happy. Right. Fills our heart with joy. All that after the break. Thank you so much for joining us on the Easy Sports Podcast. We'll be right back.
right, everybody, welcome back from that quick, uh, quick break. That was one of the shortest breaks I think we've ever taken. That took forever. It took, yeah. It was like <laughs> at least 45 minutes. No, what? it was not. It was yes, like 30. Was. Relative to the hour and a half breaks that we've been taking. No, that's fair. Where we just go out and get distracted by other things and then just yell at each other and <laughs> my roommates and you yeah. know all of our friends. Um, our lives are so weird. Oh, you... There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, Let's I mean, like like we talked about earlier with Allie, like as an outsider looking in, she was oh. like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, no, there you you don't want that smoke. <laughs> you you have had friends though that are like, "I want to come out. I want to spend more time at their house. It seems like <laughs> so much fun." And I think the funniest thing was, "Honey, you mentally couldn't handle it. <laughs> you could not be in that." No, environment. it's true. This environment is not for everybody. But, like, the other thing is I tell my friends, like, the funny stuff we do. Right. You know what I mean? I don't tell them about, like, <laughs> where it goes wrong. Well, so then I mean. like, oh, my God, like, Zach sounds great. Like, all of his roommates sound really fun and, like, really want to get in on it. And they're like, why don't you, like, why don't you invite me over for a podcast? And, like, I'll listen. We can, like, hang out. And I was just like, you don't get it. Yeah, you I, know what I mean. Like you just genuinely don't get it. And our that's okay. house is like, it's like if you had your roast at the end of a firing range. Like you're gonna get hit one way or the <laughs> other, whether it's the jokes or the ammunition flying your way. Something's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. But anyway, enough about that. Um. DeAndre Ayton, mm-hmm. news broke from ESPN from all over. Um, basically about him getting paid, mm-hmm. which, duh. Duh. None of us were. That wasn't the shocking part of the story. No. Um, the I think the more shocking part for people was the fact that it was he got 10K a month, which it, it sounds like a good amount of money. I think it's a lot. Yeah, but I mean, in the grand scope of what is pretty much professional sports, really not that much relative to how much some of these other guys make but relative to the fact that they should not be making money based on like the laws right now well they should it's lot. just technically not legal right so i'm saying like the laws right now yeah yeah a lot fair, of money um but 10k a month that sean miller was paying him himself which is crazy which is crazy yes and no you know i'm curious enough i forgot to do this i'm gonna we're gonna look up sean miller's contract real quick Ooh, okay. um but he was getting paid 10k a month by Sean Miller to play basketball at Arizona. There's a whole. I really do invite you guys to go on. Go into a deep dive for this. It is so easy. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. There's a great article on ESPN that has the wiretap, the transcript. It has what people said. Yeah. The um, quotes about um or from the undercover FBI agent. Yeah. It, it, it's very interesting. I, I'm more interested about this. Mm-hmm. It is that this is 100% not going to be the first domino to fall. No. There's I, no way. Well, I mean, it's technically the first domino to fall. Uh, but there's going to be more after. But I mean, <laughs> if if this comes down and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Sean Miller gets fired from Arizona, which I don't think he will, but no, uh, he gets fired from Arizona and the NCAA puts them on some sort of probation for their basketball program, whatever. 
that would be honestly the first big domino to have fallen in this case. Yeah. In a in a controversy that's really been surrounding us for what, 15 months now? Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah, and I agree. I think this is the first of many. I think we're going to find out a lot more. I I personally think we're going to get some big names out of this. Like I think we're going to find out Zion cuz duh. But I think that there's going to be bigger names that come out of this. I I yeah. I would not be surprised at all if Duke is on the tail end of this somehow. Right. If, if they their name starts getting brought up, if they start, you know, getting roped into these conversations and then if we're slowly figuring out, you know, how much did they pay Zion? How much did they pay Mar- Marvin Bagley? How much are they going to pay RJ Hampton so that he doesn't come to Kansas, which is going to hurt? Mm, um, but um, seriously, I, I'm legitimately curious to find out what they're paying, what they're doing, and to see how it's handled by the media. Because the media loves Duke for some reason. God, they the just media love him. loves Duke. Let me narrow that. ESPN, ESPN loves, loves Duke. Duke. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the ACC as a whole, honestly. Right. And so I'm excited. I'm interested to see if they get roped into this, how the media handles it. Is it going to be the same dialogue that we're hearing from people right now about it? Because people are condemning this, I think, across the board. It, yeah. It's the easy and, you know, I, I don't want to say <laughs> it's not the socially popular stance to be taking, but it is, you know, a stance that's very easy to take. To just go with the guidelines, go with the written rules, and be like, oh, well, this is bad. You shouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's very easy to go with that. Um, But, yeah, people are sort of condemning the way it was handled, sort of looking at it in a negative light. I've seen a lot of people comparing it to the college admission scandal. Yeah. With Lori Laughlin. Which is bullshit. (laughs) It is so... It is such. No, I'm with you on that. I think it's crap too. That comparison is. But I've seen terrible. the comparison. I have. I've seen those two. It's awful because you got to think about it this way. You're looking at the college admission scandal. We're not diving into it, but no, but those parents paid for those kids to get into the university. Mm-hmm. In this in which they scandal. also let's keep in mind they add nothing to the university. Right. Essentially, Olivia Jade, like the face of this added a little bit of publicity i guess from her youtube channel but like yeah i didn't know who she was before this me neither but, uh, ultimately nothing whereas the guys who are getting paid for basketball add a ton right and the other thing is it's too a really big difference olivia jade or whatever her name was mm-hmm. she didn't do shit yeah. she didn't do anything to have earned that five hundred thousand dollar payment to usc or whatever it was to get in deandre ayton earned getting paid by people to play basketball he's earned that he's worked hard he's developed his himself as a player he should have the right to get paid for something that he is that good at um but anyway i from this i don't think sean miller will be fired i don't think he'll be fired until arizona is really forced to fire him yeah where it's like okay if we don't like we're gonna get in trouble with the ncaa we have no workaround They'll look for every possible hole they can find to not have to fire him. I do think that other schools are going to start to fall. I think the one connection we should watch is how Sean Miller at Arizona affects Will Wade at LSU. Okay, interesting. Right. Because, well, because I'm thinking if Arizona has to fire Sean Miller, 
I don't see LSU because they're sort of in the same place on these things without like the explicit wiretaps being online. But similar. But similar. Where if Sean Miller's fired by Arizona, odds are Will Wade is probably going to be out the door at LSU. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. And I think that um, basically how they handle this, I think, is going to set a precedent. You know, I think if they fire Sean Miller they're kind of going to have to follow suit with everybody else, you know, no matter who comes up in this. Cause like, that's also the big question is um, say coach K gets involved in this. Do you fire him? You fired Sean Miller for the same shit, but that's different. But you know what I mean? Like people can look at it as uh, it's not, it's not the same because there's a gray area there. But like, if you look at this as a black and white issue. Yeah. I I think it's, I think looking at it, in a black and white context, yeah, you would logically go, okay, Sean Miller got fired, so if Duke got in trouble and Coach K got in trouble for the same stuff, he'd be fired. But, but it's, it's different because Sean Miller's paying it out of his own pocket, I think is the big difference. Not even that for me. So, okay. like, I even if it came out that Coach K was paying recruits out of his own pocket, where I go is it's still Coach K. It's still Duke. It is, it is a blue blood program. That I am certain the NCAA would be more willing to just sort of uh, let's push that under the rug, overlook it, and not I hate that deal with it. It's true though. I know, but it shouldn't be, is what I'm arguing. Right, but uh, it it is the cards that we are dealt. Ugh, I mean, yes. it, but genuinely, I do believe that it's one of those things. Even with Kansas, oh yeah, the NCAA comes down on us probably harder than they do other people. But they might not be a huge fan on one of their biggest programs being, you know, on suspension or probation or something sure. like that. Sure. Same for Kentucky. Same for we'll we'll lump Michigan State in there since they're really good all the time. Um, and okay. UNC. Yeah. It, it just it is what it is. Yeah. That power, that prestige. It. You Would sh- you? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. But like, would you take a historic school like UCLA, even if they're not doing well, would you put them into that category? I, I Just have because a, of the history. Right. I have a hard time doing it because I think the NCAA is gonna would look at it from the perspective of, of who's making us money right now. Sure. UCLA is not making them money right now. Sure. You know? and, and that's, I mean, it's not a shot at UCLA. They just aren't performing. There's nothing there. They're not performing on the level of UNC, Kansas, or Duke. They need the big baller brand. Oh, no. <laughs> no, they don't. That's um, my official take. Yikes. <laughs> That's a bad take. I won't lie. Um, no, it's the worst take. But I was having this conversation, and I think you'll find it interesting. Okay. Um, do you remember the U back in the 80s, how dominant they were? I wasn't around for that, so... Well, I mean, but you know, like, <laughs> yeah, the stories no, and stuff. And then in the early 2000s, how dominant they were. Sure. Right. I'm thinking, if all this happens, if all the, you know, the Nike bag men get pulled in, stuff like that, Duke gets exposed, we could be looking at a U kind of collapse, where they were the top of the sport, pretty much untouchable, looked amazing, and then just... Ev- evaporated gone into dust and i would be so happy i mean yeah i'm here for that <laughs> i would laugh my ass off if that wound up happening do and that's terrible i should but say also, that yeah because like please don't hurt ku <laughs> <laughs> right but ncaa if you have us wiretapped <laughs> but 
But what the point I'm making is, yeah. no, do I you think it. that these scandals and that everything that's happening could result in that kind of a collapse for any program? For any program? We'll say, we'll say, you know, we'll, we'll narrow it down. We'll say any of the top programs. I don't think so because I think they have too much power. Right. I think if you're looking at like in Arizona, yeah, you could definitely see that level of collapse. And if you're looking at schools like that, but if you're looking at a Duke, mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. Yeah. I, and I tend to agree with you on that. I really do believe it's going to be how the media handles it. If the media attacks them and comes after them. Oh yeah. That's a big part Aggressive of it. about it. That's going to completely sway the argument. Whereas if they were just, oh, well, you know, they did this. It's no big deal. Blah, well, blah, blah. Right. And it's like we were just talking about with the college admission scandal. I know this isn't like basketball, but whatever. The media condemned right. Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman and made them villains. Ooh. Is that Aunt Becky? Lori Th- Laughlin's Aunt Becky. Felicity Huffman is Desperate Housewives. No idea who that is. That's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> they absolutely vilified them. They made them out to be villains. They said, like, this is absolutely unacceptable. This is the elite, and we can't allow this to happen. Right? Which is why this is still a story. A month, what, after it broke? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So I think the media has a huge impact on it. Because if the media had just been like, wow, that sucks, and moved on, mm-hmm. college admission scandal wouldn't have been a big deal. Like, right. it would have sucked, but it wouldn't have been a big deal. Right. And that that's where i stand on it mm-hmm. if the narrative is oh it's not a big deal oh this isn't this isn't something we should be worrying about this isn't you know it, it we shouldn't stress don't worry guys it's fine if that's the narrative it's a minor hiccup it's a blip mm-hmm. coach k used the word this is a blip when he was talking about these trials mm-hmm. then this is going to be handled in that way where it'll right. be a blip it'll happen People will get arrested behind the scenes, people that we don't really know, but someone is going to come in and take their place. Right. And everything will continue the same way it was. Right. Or if this is like the narrative just shifts and people start saying like, hey, you know what? We're realizing these players should be paid. If Mm -hmm. that narrative changes and if the media starts going with that, this also has a different outcome. Well, I think there are a lot of members in the media who would agree that these players should be paid. Yeah, a lot, but I don't think it's like a uniform thing. And I also don't think that that's like necessary, necessarily the opinion of like everybody. I'd say it's an it, it's probably an opinion of the majority at this point that players should be paid for the work they put in as student athletes. For sure. They they it would I would find it very hard to believe that a majority of the people are not believing it. All you have to do is watch certain sports casts. Watch how they talk about well, it. Well, right. But I don't know. I just I just see what I see, like, usually on Twitter and different articles. And I think that, I don't know, the stuff I've seen is pretty split down the middle. But if your, like, experience has been different, then. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have been. But also, like, the ESPN people, like Stephen A. Smith, very vocal in saying they should be paid. Right. Jay Billis has been open about right. saying they should be paid um lots of people jay lots will of has names. been open in saying they should be paid like lots of big names lots of big names and that i think that is the important part if that national scope if that magnifying glass on those guys where they're not just saying it because there were times even this year where they were saying how ridiculous it was the ncaa's treatment of DeSosa, uh-huh but it was a comment and they moved on right if it is a story if they grind it into or if they just burn it down 
and really don't give people an opportunity to ignore it, then it is going to become a huge deal. Yeah, I completely agree. At the end of the day, though, I don't think anything is going to happen. I don't think anything is going to come of this that will incite any sort of change in the way that college athletics are handled. Oh, I agree. I don't think payers are going to get played any. God. <laughs> I, the amount of times I've said that today is insane. I don't think players are going to get paid anytime soon. Right. But I don't even think it's going to change the scope of how these schools are functioning. I don't oh, think yeah. it's going to no, cha- alter Duke. It's not going to alter Kansas. It's not going to alter be, Kentucky. Anybody. It's going to be bad press for a while. but Right. The coaches will get fired. At worst, they'll get fired, and then they'll move on, and then they'll get jobs at other schools within the NCAA. Might have some wins vacated. I don't know. Right. But it's not going to be huge. Right. It won't. It's and not. though everyone's sweating it out, I don't think it's going to be huge. Well, everyone's sweating it out because nobody wants their season to be compromised. Well, of nobody, course not. Nobody wants to lose con. Of they, course They're not. looking short-term forward. Right. And, yeah, from the school's perspective, that sucks. Like that, I don't. I wouldn't want KU to miss a season because of this the Adidas situation. No, of course not. You know, I didn't want us to like not be allowed to go and play in the NCAA tournament or anything like that. Um, but I really, I just, I don't see it. It's yeah. one of those things I'd have to see it to believe it. Yeah, I'm with you on that for sure. That anything would change after these are done. I think the court cases will go on. There'll be huge media coverage on them for. A small period of time and then it'll just be that background thing that we get every once in a while we're like oh another wiretap right what right. now who cares oh a guy went to jail i've never heard of that person all right didn't change how the school's functioning didn't change who the coaches are didn't change the players on the team didn't do any of that so this will be it it'll be interesting to see how this all works out yeah, I totally agree. I think it's going to be, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Right. There, it's, there's no, there's, there's no, no other, other word. Because <laughs> I was like thinking, I was like complicated. Well, yeah, sure. But that's not what you're looking for. Right. It's not going to be good. It's going to be interesting though. Right. It 100% will. Anyway, we had a long episode last week. Mm-hmm. We have a shorter episode this week. <laughs> Someday we'll find the happy middle. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll get a consistent time going. But for now, we just, we prefer this method. Yeah, just Just chaos. Yeah, just chaos. Sure. A little bit of chaos. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for joining us on the Easy Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Easy Sports Pod. Uh, Rate and review on iTunes. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Um, If you want Zach to take off his sunglasses, um, you know, anything. (laughs) Uh, Just let us know. Let us know what you're feeling. Right. Yeah. And we really do appreciate all of you. Uh, We I had to talk to the people at Apple. Um, who like, cause I couldn't access our analytics or something. There's 1500 of you now. That's phenomenal. We're so happy. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Like genuinely, it makes us happy to do this and know people that people are listening. Oh um, yeah. My response when I found out there was 1500, I think I like teared <laughs> up like yeah. actually it, it's, it's kind of cool. So thank you. Cause we f- put in a lot of work, you right. know, yeah. we want people to listen to us for sure. Well, we want them to, you know, hear us and then. If they listen, they listen. If they don't, they don't. That's fair. <laughs> um, but, yes, we really do appreciate it. Um, keep listening. Keep subscribing. Keep telling your friends. Uh, 
we are just going to keep working on making this better and better. And as we always say, if there's shit you want us to do, change, whatever, just let us know. Mitchell Smith, where you at? <laughs> yeah, that's, that guy still hasn't responded. I want to know what please review Mitchell Smith means. Um, but yes, thank you so much for joining us again today. Uh, we will be back next week with the Easy Sports Podcast. Under a pale blue sky You never felt so cold Another sleepless night How could you ever